Ezekiel chapter 37, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and he caused me to pass by them round about, and there were very many, everybody say very many, in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry, and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, I don't even know but you know. And again, he said, preach or prophesy to the bones. O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to the bones, behold, I'll cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin. And I will put, everybody say, put breath in you. And you shall live you shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bones. And when I behold, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. You can look, you can look good on the outside, but be messed up on the inside. And then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath, everybody say, the breath came into them, and they lived. Everybody say, they lived. They stood up, and they were an exceeding great army. And I want to preach to you for a little while this morning on this the science of the second wind. The science of the second wind. Everybody say the second wind. Look at your neighbor and say the second wind. Amen. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord and give him praise because God is good. Thank you for standing for the word. You may be seated. I want to... I want to tell you and testify this morning that the Lord has been so good to us. When you look back over over your life, I'm sure there's so many cares and vicissitudes and challenges and obstacles that has come your way. But if you are a person of faith, if you are a child of God, you have to stand back And not with a little tiny shot, but when you open up the wide lens of your life, you must testify that the Lord has been good to us. You are sitting beside people today that didn't have it all figured out. We still don't have it all figured out. We are people that have flaws. We are people that are imperfect. We are people that have had struggle and sicknesses and challenge uh, in our lives. But you are also looking at people that God in his infinite mercy and goodness has reached down into the muck and the mire of our lives. And when we were down and out, there was a good and faithful God that picked us up and put our feet on the rock to stay. I tell you, God has been so good. I don't know who I'm, who I'm, who I'm saying that, 
to this morning. Maybe the devil has lied to you and told you that you got the short end of the stick or that you haven't been dealt the proverbial best hand of cards in your life. But I tell you this morning of an absolute assurity that the reason that you sit in that chair and you get to hear the preached word and you get to hear this singing is enough reason for you to praise the Lord the rest of this service that you have health in your body and soundness in your mind is enough reason for you to throw your hands up and bless the name of the Lord. God's been good. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, God has been good. But to be sure, it would be dishonest of us today to somehow say that life has been easy. It would be duplicitous if we got in this pulpit and say that we didn't have some hard knocks and we didn't have some adversity, some challenges to overcome. I'm not one of those preachers that's gonna get up and smile to you every day. Say, oh, isn't just everything grand? And they used to say hunky-dory. I don't know what that means. I don't know what hunky-dory means, but that's just an expression. I'm not one of those preachers that are going to get up and tell you, oh, you know, you serve Jesus. It's, it's going to be wonderful, and, I'm, and you're never going to have any trouble, and you're never going to have any trial, and, and nobody's ever going to say anything about you. The Bible said, woe unto you when all men, all men speak well of you. There's going to be times in your life that you're going to go through struggle. There's going to be times that you get knocked down, that life comes against you. There's going to be times that you get sick. There's going to be times that you get betrayed. There's going to be times that somebody lies on you and somebody doesn't really like you and you're going to get the proverbial wind knocked out of you. I don't know if there's anybody here this morning that knows what it's like to get the wind knocked out of you. I used to play, I used to play football when, in high school, and I'll never forget uh, that linebacker, Brother Charlie, when I picked up that ball and I caught the ball and I spun around, and the next thing I know, I was laying on my back. I couldn't catch my breath, and there were stars that were spinning around in my head. I was like, where am I? I literally had got the wind knocked out of me. And I believe that the Lord has sent me with a word from the Lord to somebody that the wind has been knocked out of you. You didn't even see it coming. It's like you were moving in that direction and out of nowhere there was a collision and the wind got knocked out of you. You found yourself on your back. You found yourself disoriented and you didn't know which way to turn and you didn't know which way was up and which way was down. You were disoriented and you were discombobulated and you didn't, you couldn't catch your breath as they say. You laid there and you tried to gasp but you couldn't get any breath. The Lord has sent me on this Sunday morning to tell somebody that the wind of the spirit is gonna flow back into your life. I don't know if you know what it's like 
when you can't breathe. I don't know if there, how many asthmatics we have in the room, but when it feels like there's a heaviness on your chest and it feels like you just cannot catch your breath, you try to come up only to be pushed down again and you try to gasp some, some air on a Sunday morning only to be pushed down again. I want to tell you that the wind of the Spirit is going to blow in this house and people that were dead, people that were lifeless, people that were discouraged, God is going to allow His Spirit to blow back into our lives. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that. And I think we already experienced it just a little while ago. It's not a coincidence. We all go through seasons in our life that we just can't catch our breath. It seems like no matter how hard we try, it seems like no matter how hard we pray, it seems like I just can't catch my breath. It's one thing after another thing, after another thing, after another thing. But the Spirit of the Lord, when Ezekiel was going through that valley of dry bones and he looked around and everything looked hopeless, everything looked lifeless, it's nothing but dry bones. He said, preach to the dry bones. And all of a sudden, the wind of the Spirit came and he prophesied to the bones. Somebody say the second wind. That's what I'm believing God is for the second wind. There is a science behind the second wind. And that's when you're, when you're out running or you're out exercising or, or you're competing in some kind of event and all of a sudden you hit the second wind. There's a physiological thing that happens when you get your second wind. All of a sudden, all of that lactate acid that has built up in your system gets flushed out. And the closer, this is what the scientist said, I didn't say this, the closer... You get to the finish line. The greater the propensity to get a second win. I'm preaching to somebody and myself this morning. I want God to give us the second win. Some of us have been running a long time and we've done a lot of great things around the church. I thank God for our chairs. I thank God for our sound. I thank God for all of this. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm looking for the second win. I'm not looking for the retirement home. Not against that. I'm not looking for the golf course. I'm not looking to ride off into the sunset. I'm saying, God, whatever years I got left, whatever time I got left, I'm running, y'all not hearing me, I'm running to the finish line and I want the second win. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody say second win. Yeah, I know we don't shout like we used to shout. And I know I can't run but one time. I used to could run five times. And I know some of us can't jump like we used to jump. 
and we can't bust a move like we used to bust a move. But I'm asking God, give us the second wind. Come on, somebody shout that with me. Say second wind. We're close to the coming of the Lord. We're close to the finish line. We are close to the grave. This is not time to sit back and say, look at what we've done. Look at what we've built. Look how good we are. No, no, no. Give us the power of the second wind. Somebody shout the second wind. So, well, it's just the, the, the glory days are over. No, they're not. The best days are behind us. No, they're not. That's not even in the Bible. The Bible said that the glory of the latter house is greater. Come on, what? Than the former. He said the end is gonna be better than the beginning. He said in the last days, I'm gonna pour out my spirit in a greater way than the beginning days. The end is better than the beginning. Somebody shout second win. The Bible said the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. What? The end is better than the beginning. And the day of death better than a day of birth. Why? Because the end is better. You think God is going to come back for us weak, anemic, backslid, dilapidated? Who wants a bride that's broke down like that? Who wants a bride that's all slumped down in the chair like that, looking, looking like all tore up from the floor up? Nobody wants a bride looking like that. No, the bride ought to be spotless. The bride ought to be righteous. The bride ought to be ready. Come on, somebody. Shake yourself and get a second win. You need a second win. Thank God for the past. Thank God for all the great memories of the past. But some of you are in love with a memory. You're in love with a memory. I'm going to tell you, what's coming is better, better and greater than what's behind us. And some of you just need a fresh wind. You need a second wind. Well, yeah, well, well, I know, I know what you're saying. I, I know I can see y'all. I act like I can't see. I can see up in the balcony. I can see y'all. I know who's here. I see you, Joe T and Elvis, my people. They feed me, so I love them. Some of you, what are you, what are you wasting your life for? You're just going to sit there the rest of your life on this $250 seat and enjoy this oxygen and air conditioning at this church. Are you going to do something? What are you going to do? Well, I, I've done all I'm going to do. That's a lie. Uh-huh. That's a lie. Well, I can't run. You can text. 
You know how to use your phones. You know how to get on Instagram and Facebook and gossip. You, 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 I know what you're saying. He should have stayed in Santa Rosa. Oh, I'm home. I made it this morning. I mean, are you going to waste your life? Really? Are you going to waste it? You get one. You don't come, we don't believe in reincarnation. You're not coming back as a butterfly or a turtle. There's some people I wish they'd come back as roaches. You get one, one time, one life. You don't get to do it over. You don't get to run back through it. And, and listen, you cannot change what has happened in our past to this point. But we have the power to choose on this Sunday morning to go all in for God in the last days. We have the choice. We need the second wind. Brother Tim, I, I don't want just 50 young people. I want 100 young people. I don't want just 25 college students, Chris. I want 100 college students. I don't want just a church of a thousand. I want a church of many thousands. I want the second wind of the Spirit. And you know what? You know what's going on around here? Some of us think we're all that. You're not. I'm not, and you're not. And I'm wondering, what are you going to do with the last little while of time you got? What are you going to do? Oh, well, I'm just going to let pastor preach. I'm going to let pastor Lazada preach. I'm going to let, no, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your life that you got one? Are you going to go all in? Are you going to serve and commit and sacrifice? Are you going to win souls? Are you just going to sit there like hometown buffet and eat every single Sunday? Y'all not ready. I don't know about you, but when God finds me, I want to be trying to make somebody's life better. I want to be encouraging somebody. I want to be helping somebody. I want to be lifting somebody up. And I'm telling you, there is a second wind that is trying to come to this church. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Second wind. Second wind that came, oh Lord, breathe on us. Let the wind of the Spirit come across this mighty assembly again and where there was bones and lifelessness and death and despair. You say, oh, I'm tired. We're all tired. We, we, we go to bed tired and wake up tired. You get over 50, you'll find out. You can drink Red Bull and you can take all the vitamins you want to take. 
and you can exercise and I'm still tired. I'm tired on top of it. We're all tired. We're all, we've all been through stuff. Everybody, you sit, you look around this, everybody in here has been through stuff and has, has gone through trials and they're probably in a battle right now. They're, everybody, everybody's going through something. But I believe with all of my heart that we are in the last of the last of the last for the race of God before the trumpet sounds. I really do, I really do, I really do. I'm just telling you what's in my soul. I have asked God, whatever time I got left on this earth, give me the wind that I need to finish this race and to find somebody to take with me. That's what I'm praying. And if I was honest, if I was honest, I'd say some of you hadn't had a second win in a long time. If I was honest, I'd say some of you hadn't sacrificed in a long time. If I was honest, I'd say some of you hadn't brought a soul to church in a long, long time. And just because you have age on you doesn't absolve you of the responsibility to reach into the harvest, does it? And I believe with all of my heart and strength and soul, this is the moment. This is the moment and the spirit of the Lord is passing by and either his hand is gonna be on you or his hand is not gonna be on you. And you can choose to live in the valley of dry bones where there's desolation and there's heartache and there's, there's dead exiles all around you. Or you can say, oh, breath of God, breathe on me. Oh, wind of the spirit. I don't want to keep playing church. I don't want to keep going through the motions. I don't want to show up and punch the Pentecostal time clock and just say, I've no, no, no breath of God. Breathe on me. Come on, raise your hands right now all over this house. Come on, raise your hands right now. We need it. You hear me? We need it. We need it. We need we need the We need the breath of God on our students. We need the breath of God on you. We need a wind of the Spirit to blow on young marrieds and elders in our church. I, I, I'm a pastor. I need the breath of God. I need the wind of the Spirit to blow across my life, to blow across my family, to blow across my preaching. I need that. I need it. I hope, you know what I'm trying to do? 
I'm trying to stir, and I'm looking up in the balcony at some of you good people. I'm trying, by the foolishness of preaching, to stir you back into action. This church could have 2,000 people if everybody was doing their part. It could have 2,000, 3,000. I was telling them in, in Santa Rosa, there, there ought to be daughter works all up and down that North Bay, oh, Petaluma and Roanoke Park and, and then, uh, then Corte Madera and then Katati and, and all the way up there by Yukon. All of these, I was thinking, God, I was driving to church this morning and I passed thousands Thousands and thousands of people that didn't even regard God today. Didn't even regard, didn't even think about that this was the Lord's day. This was God's day and trying to get to the house of the Lord. And I thought, I literally thought these people are literally driving themselves to hell. And I, I, I don't say that word a whole lot, but I thought just, just off a cliff, they're just driving, going here and there and doing this and doing that and running to and fro. And then I have some church people that won't even come to church once a week. And I'm thinking, breath of God, sweep again. We've had great revivals. We've seen great moves of God. We've seen miracles and signs and wonders with Oscar just this week, but I'm not satisfied with one here or there or there. No, we need the wind of the Spirit. And when that day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. The same wind that started in Genesis where God breathed into Adam in the Hebrew. The same wind that breathed into Adam also came in the book of Acts and was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And I say, God, there's no record that you stopped pouring it out. And so I'm praying. I'm praying for a second win. I pray for a second win for Gustine and Los Betos. I pray for a second win in Modesto. I pray for a second win all over this state. Come on, raise your hands right now. Come on, raise your hands to the Lord right now. I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished preaching. Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Come on, I'm, I'm reaching for you. You ought to raise your hands in respect to the Lord. You ought to raise your hands in submission to the Lord. You ought to raise your hands, everybody in this building. You ought to raise your hands. You, you, you ought to just say, God, let that happen. In my life. Yeah. Needs to. We're running out of time. We are. But God is setting us up. Listen. I'm done. Musicians can come if you want to come. If you don't want to come, you don't have to come. We don't have to have 
We're people of shout and substance. We don't, the music is great. We love it, but we don't have to have it. Don't think for one minute that any of us is irreplaceable. Everybody in this building, it doesn't matter how much money you give or how much money you don't give or how talented you are or how much you preach. Everybody in here can be replaced in an instant just like that. The only person that's not replaceable is the Lord God Almighty, and he cannot be replaced. I'm bearing my soul to this congregation. I'm bearing my soul to you this morning as as your senior pastor, that some of us have just gotten too at ease in Zion when it comes to souls and sacrifice and giving and abandoning yourself. And I'm telling you, with humility in the fear of the Lord, there needs, I feel like God is trying to send a second wind again to our lives. I feel like in the second wind of our lives, I mean, I'm not praying for decrease, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not praying that we go down and down and down. No, no, no. I'm praying for abundance. I'm praying for overflow. You, wanna, I, you know what I told the Lord? I told the Lord, I will sell this building. I'll sell it. If you can put me somewhere else, to be a blessing somewhere else in this city, I'll sell this building if it means reaching more souls. This building does not own me. Those chairs do not own me. This platform does not own me. The Lord Jesus Christ, he owns me. And this message is for everybody that considers themselves a member of this church. If you got life in you, I'm telling you in the name of the Lord, don't you waste it. Don't you waste your life caught up in the cares and the concerns of this world and the next job and the next promotion. And we believe all of that comes from the Lord. But you need to ask yourself, you need to evaluate yourself, what is God asking me to do and yes the wind has got knocked out of us all of us myself my family the wind has knocked some of us down we've lost people that we love we've gone through trial we've gone through difficulties we've endured hardship but I do not believe that God has abandoned his purpose, his call, his mission for the church. I believe that the wind of God will blow again in the last days. I want you to stand to your feet and raise your hands right now all over this house and pray that. Let a second wind blow into my life. Let a second wind blow into my family, my ministry, my marriage. Let a second wind. Come on, right now. I want you to respond to the Lord. If you feel like coming to this altar, I want you to come right now. If you feel like you've been in a valley of dry bones. If you feel like you've walked through a dry place. You just haven't been what you want to be. I want to tell you, there is a second wind. You want the second wind of God 
to blow into your life, I want you to come and tell the Lord, I need, Lord, to catch my breath again. I need, maybe you want to pray right where you're at. This altar is open, but I want everybody, I want the wind of the Spirit to flow into this house. I want the wind of God to flow on our students. I want the wind of God to blow in our Spanish service. I want the wind of God to flow over our elders one more time. Let the wind of God blow again. Over my health. Over my health. There's brand new people in the altar. I need altar workers. I need people that have a walk with God to come down and pray. I need the wind of God to blow over Gustine. I need the wind of God to blow over this church. I'm asking for it. I'm asking God for it. I'm believing God for it. Blessing and favor and glory and power. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Ask God for fresh wind. Ask God for fresh wind. Am I going to come out of this? I've been in this valley so long. There's nothing but death surrounding me. I'm asking for the wind, the second wind of God. I'm asking for that. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Come on, elders, I need you. Come on, young married. Come on, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with your one life? What are you gonna do with your one soul? Come on, pray with somebody. If it's appropriate, put a hand on somebody's shoulder. Men to men, ladies to ladies. Wind of God, blow over my life. Blow over my ministry. Blow over my gifting. Blow over my life again. God, let there be a second wind. You poured out your spirit on me one time. Pour out your spirit again. Pour out your spirit on our young people. Pour out your spirit on our daughter works. Pour out your spirit on the earth in the last days. over my kids, over Megan and Taylor, over Michaela, over the hyphens, over the ministry. Oh God, do it supernaturally. Supernaturally, God is calling you. Sir, God's calling you. Ma'am, God's calling you.
God's calling you out of the valley. God's calling you.